Welcome to the new School of Success. I'm Nick Maytash. And I'm Julian Rosen, and we are here to flip the game of success on its head. No more hustle, no more grind. Just the tried and true principles to help you win at life on your own terms. Class is in session. Hey, and what is up to another episode of the new school of success. And typically we release these mini-sodes uh, in between our weekly big grande episodes where we hit you with some hard-hitting shit where it's me and Nick. And then the mini-sodes, it's one-on-one. But today we have something incredibly special for you. So something powerful happens, something transformative happens when like-minded people join forces to create good to create change, to help people move forward, to share their gifts and their strategies, to create one mega strategy, to really help people move forward. And so that's what I've done with my friend and fellow coach, John Marone, who is a personal transformation expert. I mean, this guy has spoken on huge stages. He's coached hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of humans, helping them become their ultimate self. And so what you're about to hear is actually an interview that I did on John Marone's podcast called The Power of Progression. If you have not checked it out, uh, definitely go give it a listen. You're about to hear an episode from his podcast where him and I were jamming on some really powerful topics like how to overcome fear, how to establish amazing habits that change your life and your mind from the inside out, and just really how to stop playing small and get clear on what your vision is, your purpose, how to get clear on those things, because there is a direct strategy to do that. So get your pen, get your paper, get your popcorn and get ready to learn. You're about to hear me and John jam on all things growth, transformation and leaving your lower self behind. to another episode of the power of progression i have a special guest for you today this guy is going to impact your day your week your year and your damn life his name is julian rosen let me tell you a little bit about my man so from an extremely deep depression and massive anxiety to creating processes on how to overcome them so he can step up and live an authentically fulfilling life while building an impactful business in an unbreakable body julian is a coach entrepreneur, and a thought leader who helps purpose-driven men and women move past their anxieties and feeling overwhelmed, which is holding them back from building successful and impactful lives. With this platform, The Fearless Life Project, Julian shares the powerful tools and strategies on how exactly on how he overcame it and how you could do the same. My man himself, Julian Rosen, what is going on and welcome to the show. Dude, what an intro. I'm ready to just like start flipping cars. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Woo, I need that to be my alarm clock. Dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll just get it on replay, brother. On yeah. Replay. Yeah, I'll fire you up. That's actually a good, good thing. Maybe we can go ahead and make an app around that, right? Right. We could just do intros for people yeah. and create an app around it so they wake up empowered about their own abilities. Yeah, it's free to download, but you got to insert some money if you want to turn up the intensity. You want yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. It depends on what state you want us to do it in. Then yeah. you, know, you got to go and deposit it. It's like a like a vending machine. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you got to continually do it. <laughs> I love it. So Julian, man, thank you so much for jumping on here, um, yeah. and I, I appreciate it, guys. I met Julian through a mutual friend Cody Jefferson, who 
Um, he's gonna be on the podcast as well. Phenomenal man, embrace the lion, absolute beast in every area. Um, and, and I'm glad that we made the connections and, yeah. and you know, we, we have similar synergy, similar stories. Um, so welcome to the show, man. How is everything? Dude, everything is everything's going well. I think I shared with you a little before we hopped on. I'm putting some finishing touches on my uh, wedding here coming up in a couple months. So just like transport, just like little logistical thing, like the unsexy side of wedding planning. So I'm getting that done. But uh, man, there are absolutely no complaints on my end, uh, just in terms of what I wake up and I get to do every day. Like, man, I just never, never ceases to humble me at how happy I am with all this stuff, all this shit that's going on. And so it's like, it's this constant game of like, okay, what's on my to-do list. And at the same time in the background, like all of this is awesome. You're choosing to address all of this. Right. So it's like, yes, awareness is at an all time high, but it's, I'm just having a blast, dude. I love it. And, and so you're getting married. So you live right now where in, in San Fran? Yes. Right now I'm in California. Uh, but my, so my fiance is a travel nurse. So we actually relocate every three to four months. So we're getting married in Florida um before this we were in LA and then after Florida we actually don't find out where we're going until like three to four weeks in advance so it's it's exciting kind of (laughs) dude it is it is it is and it's like um I you know it just gives me a real no-nonsense chance to practice what I preach in terms of you know getting a little comfortable being uncomfortable right like all these things it's like dude try moving every three months and like finding a new workspace a new gym creating a new community like a new rhythm right like it's but it's cool. It's going to be, once this phase of our lives is over, we'll look back on it really fondly and be like, Hey, at least we got to see all these cool places and do some cool stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you're planning a wedding that's not local to you. And uh, if you need any advice, let me know. So we're out here in Dallas and my wife and I got married on a beach back home in Jersey. So we know what it's like to plan a wedding. That's not anywhere near where you're located. Remote. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's it's a beast, brother. It's a beast. So uh, thankfully my wife was able to kind of, take the ball and roll with that. And I just, you know, nodded my head. Yes, yes, yes. And it read worked a lot out. of reviews. Just read a lot of reviews. You're like, okay, <laughs> yep, <laughs> I'll, that's take, it. I'll take your word for <laughs> it. Yelp. <laughs> awesome, brother. So, so I want to dive in here and, and give a yeah. little context about who you are. Let's talk about the, the, the beginning, right? So we'll get into what you're doing now in a little bit, yeah. but Julian, where'd you come from? Tell me a little bit more and tell my audience about your upbringing. Um, and yeah. kind of what that looked like. Yeah. So I grew up in Akron, Ohio. So, uh, I just, LeBron James, right? I grew up there, <laughs> uh, like a couple miles from there. And, um, and actually growing up, like competing in sports, had a really, you know, stable childhood, a couple uh, sisters, like we, you know, happy family, but I mean, like, you know, everybody has their problems, but like nothing catastrophic. And um, I remember I ended up playing football in college and, and I just distinctly remember my senior year of college after a game, my mom, like we won, right? We're all super pumped. My mom's like, hey, I need to tell you something you know, I just want to go hang out with my buddies. Right. Uh, she's like, come on, come here. And, and then she's just straight up. I remember it. She's like, Hey, I, you know, I have, I have triple negative breast cancer. I think it's going to be okay, but I just wanted you to know that. And, and, uh, the reason why I remember it so distinctly is because like, you know, when, when you graduate college, it's this time when everyone's like, all right, go, go be a grown up now, go figure it all out. Right. And so here I was actually, when I graduated, went home and really to help her support her any way I can. And so, um, what ended up happening was I basically just got a front row seat to like the destruction. Like there was no ray of hope in this entire 12 month process. And then, you know, unfortunately she passed like right before Christmas time. So 
you know, this is when things got really dark because growing up, I, you know, I was, and I think a lot of us are, we get susceptible to these funks that last like a day or two or sometimes a week. And, you know, I would get into those every now and then, but nothing bad. And, you know, after my mom died, I felt myself, you know, getting into these funks that would last four days, a week, a month. Right. And I was like, shit, this is not good. And then, you know, before long, I was just like, man, I, I remember I would try to stay awake as long as I could because I hated waking up. Like that's where it got. It got to that point where like I hated when my alarm went off because I had to go live another day, right? And like I wouldn't say I got to the point where I wanted to end it, but like I was like, where can I hide? I can't do this anymore. And, you know, I would literally go to a job I didn't like. I would get home, scream into my pillow until I fell asleep. And like I said, just like my alarm would go off and I'd be like, I can't believe I have to do this again, right? So it was just not a very fun place to be, especially, you know, again, you have this depression on one side and then you have this pressure on the other side, like, okay, well go build your life. What are you doing? You're grown up now, go do this. Right. Um, so I found myself really afraid of the future, afraid that I had to measure up to something that I didn't even know what it was. And then also depressed in terms of, dude, I lost this person. Um, there's some darkness going on inside. Like what the hell do I do? And really what frustrated me the most what I was, I was like, besides medication, there's no manual for this shit. There's no book, like there's, there's counseling and there's therapy and I get that. And I utilize those and I believe those do help you to a certain point, but those are really to just help you create peace of what is, but like, I wanted to move forward. I wanted to build, I wanted to transform. I wanted to transmute this pain into something bigger because I knew that's why I like, I've always had this calling of something. And I think a lot of people, if you cut out the noise and the bullshit, you'll feel you're called to do something too. Right. So it was just this perfect storm of like depression. I didn't want to be in anxiety and fear of the future. I know was holding me back and this potential that I was just keeping trapped because of my own stuff. And there wasn't like, I was like, and I told you this, man, we learn all this shit in school. We never learn how to interact with our thoughts. We never learn how to interact with fear physically, mentally, physiologically, hormonally. There's so much to this and that people don't, we don't have the playbook to our own brain, right? We don't have the playbook to our own body. And that's really where the fearless life project started. That's really when I started this journey of, okay, well, let, let's go see what's happening behind the scenes, right? Behavioral science. Let's get into there. Evolutionary psychology. Let's see why we fear the things we fear and why we do the dumb shit we do. Let's see how to actually transform. Right. Um, and that's when things just really took off. And, you know, like some people are really passionate about sports. Some people are really like, I just, I geek out on like, Hey, your neurochemistry is off. Here's how you fix it. Right. Like, Hey, there's this thing called neuroplasticity and your brain can actually rewire itself. Here's how we do it. Right. Like, and I'm sure you geek out on the same things. It's like, this stuff is just so just day and night. Just like, I was like, where was this when I was growing up? I wish I learned this instead of fucking algebra. Right. <laughs> like, so, so fast forward to what the fearless life project is. It's my way of basically giving a step-by-step process of like, like I said, here's the playbook to who you want to become. Here's what's actually going on. You're not broken. You're not defective. Your brain and your body are doing what they were designed to do to keep you safe. I just air quoted if all of you are, are, are listening, right? Like I, I, do, I do that all the time. And it's usually like things that don't need to be air quoted. So it's all good. I'm like, yeah, like taste John Moreau. Like, your name is Yeah. John. I was like, I just look stupid. I'm just burning calories. Yeah. Uh, calories. Yeah. 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 So it's like, so really that's, that's like my mission every day when I wake up, it's like, how can I help somebody see this 
Because when you do think you're broken, when you do think you're defective, when you do think you're the only one doomed to do the shit you're dealing with, that's when you lose hope. That's when you get into a dark place. That's when I believe depression and anxiety really set in in a deep way. So um, that was my long-winded way of saying, right? Like, basically, I created the Fearless Life Project to be the bridge that I wish I had to cross when I was at my darkest point. Yeah. And do you think that when you lost your mother, you think that was the darkest point? Do you think it was watching it all? What do you feel was the darkest point? Um, and it's probably hard to put a, an actual date yeah. on or anything, but what do you think? Yeah, so I actually think it was, and if anyone who's, who's, I mean, I'm sure everyone listening has lost someone at some point, but like when you lose someone really, really close to you, like it's shocking. And then it's just go, go, go with like funerals and people dropping off meals and flowers, right? And all this stuff, especially when it's an unexpected death. And then the dust settles and the real darkness really hit me when it was like, okay, go be regular now. Right. Like you had your couple weeks, everyone sent you cards, right? Like, Hey, like that was like, that was like a month ago, man. Right. Like it's January. Let's get going. Right. Like that's when I was really just like, I'm thinking that I want to do something right now with all my might, my body will not move. Like I felt paralyzed. Right. And so it was really kind of like once the dust settled, once it was, I, I was alone, like everyone had gone back to their things. I had gone back to, I was living in Washington DC at the time. Right. Just this, I remember this shitty studio apartment where I was just like, Oh my God, like this is where I go every day. Right. Um, but so it was really, it was really, like I said, like once the dust settled, I was alone. Um, and like I said, I just, I just had like this idle time where it was like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you know, you don't want to stay here. You know, this hurts, but like, I didn't, like, I felt like I didn't have a next step to take. So I was like, shit, is this it? Like, is this, is this like, I go to work and then I come home and do this. Right. So it was really, like I said, like that month after mm. that, it really set in like, there's something to do here. I don't know what it is. And that's frustrating, but like, I knew there was a step to take, but I couldn't see it. You know what I mean? And, and what was the first step you took? What was the first thing? Because I think people listening to this, man, whether they lost somebody, they just lost, you know, confidence or faith in yeah. themselves, they have a void, right? They, they have a void. Yeah. And I want to be able to help that void. I want you to be able to give them value. Mm -hmm. So if they're sitting there in that position right now, what can they do as the first step? Yeah, so it's kind of a two-part one step where – and so this is why I always say it was like a gift and a curse that I was like literally isolated away from my friends and family alone living in a studio apartment because I firmly believe that if I was surrounded by family or if I had a bunch of roommates and stuff, I would have hid behind noise and distractions. I would have numbed myself. I would have, you know, got lost in gossip, sports, happy hour, whatever. So as much as it hurts, as much as it stings, you've got to cut out the noise because sometimes we hide behind the clutter. Sometimes we hide behind the noise. And so really the first thing I did was just like, man, sit in silence. And as crazy as that sounds, as painful as that sounds and like stoic as that sounds, right? Like it was such a huge, huge, huge eye opener for me because I think a lot of people, they will, when given the choice between sitting with pain, which is what's needed for clarity or jumping into distractions, they will choose distractions all day, I think. I love that. And, and again, it's that human tendency to seek comfort and, and avoid mm -hmm. discomfort, right? Um, but if you can just, like I said, revert, like if you can hijack that human tendency and just uh, force yourself to sit alone in silence for just a little bit, man. Um, I mean, that, that was just the step I needed to really, really understand that I was not happy where I was and nothing was going to change if nothing changed. Right. So, um, you just got to feel it. You just got to feel that sting sometimes. And then the second thing I did was, um, really start to, and this is where, you know, and I think mindfulness gets a little woo wooey. Um, 
I don't think it does. I think it gets labeled as woo-woo. When, when you think about mindfulness, though, it's just the opposite of living mindlessly, right? So it's like, why are you doing what you're doing, right? Like, be conscious. What the hell are you doing? You're choosing this. What are you doing? So when I really started to read and really meditate on mindfulness, meaning just like, you're aware, live aware, don't live on autopilot. That's when I really started to separate, create a little space between who I was and what I was experiencing, right? I was not depression. I was a dude experiencing the symptoms, the sensations associated with depression, right? Like I think so many people glob onto these identities and they're like, I'm depressed. Therefore I think talk, walk, treat each other, right? I am depression or I'm lost. I don't know what I'm doing with my life right? Like that's who I am. They wear that identity. And it's like, literally like they put it on in the morning and then like they wear it throughout the day. When in reality, no, you're not, you're a limitless creator. You are this thing almost like, again, the sky versus the weather, right? Like you are this eternal badass thing. You just are experiencing temporary sensations that you're identifying as depression or being lost and frustrated. Right? So, um, it was those two things where again, just creating a little bit of space between who I am and what I was experiencing, what I was observing changed everything. Right. Cause in that space, that's when I could really actually start to move around. That's awesome. I, I and I, what I love, you said, is said sit in silence. Right. Yeah. And I talk about, you know, stillness mm -hmm. and some people call it meditation, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's where you could just full stillness. Yeah. Yeah. You can just, just, just be in a self-reflection mode mm -hmm. and then take action afterwards. What would you say to yourself? If you went back to, to, you know, you looked at yourself in that apartment, yeah. hands on your head, asking yourself, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. There's more like you going backwards. What would you say to that person right now? Like what's the one thing you would just blatantly say to him and whether it hurt or didn't hurt? Yeah. So I would just say like, because in that moment, right? Like that was the worst thing that had happened to me up until that point. Right? Like I could not conceptualize how this was good. Right. And I would tell myself this, I, I wish I had just like, again, just some like alarm that every hour told me this, like life would never intentionally up and fuck you like that ever. I don't care how bad it is, right? Like it would never just single you out and bully you to be an asshole. Life would not do that to you. You can choose to take on that mindset and believe that. But from what I've seen crawling out of that dark place, I know for a fact, and I'll defend it to anybody. Life doesn't act that way. The world doesn't act that way. And so I, dude, I just put a hand on my shoulder and be like, I, you may like, it's almost like being in like super duper fog, right? Just like, I can't see shit. And then mm -hmm. just someone on the other side of the fog being like, dude, don't worry. Like, it's really clear over here. Just, I know you can't even conceptualize that it's clear, but it's totally clear. Don't freak out. Right. But if you're the person in the fog, you're like, all I see is fog. Right. So I w like, so if someone right now metaphorically is in that fog, like you're hearing me talk and you're like, Oh great dude. Like you did it, but you're different than me. Like your life is different than mine. I would tell you like nothing you're going through right now is on accident. None. And like life isn't bullying you. There's something here to be had, learned and grown from like, do you trust that? Trust that. And let that fuel you on those days. when you're like today, like today's the dark day, right? Like let it fuel you in that. But like, does that make sense with like, if you're in the fog, like the fog analogy is it like you can you can literally visualize it because yeah. I remember myself doing the same thing a lot of times, yeah. right? Sitting in a motel, sitting in jail, you know, yeah. sitting living in my car. There's a lot of fucking fog around me. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, if there was just somebody who'd be like, dude, like yeah. it's all good. Like right here, yeah. <laughs> there's an opportunity here, like find it and then like move on past it. And you yeah. know what? There probably was, right, man? I mean, I'm sure there's people saying that, but any of our listeners listening to this, there's probably people telling you that. 
Um, and, and you're just not having your eyes up and willing to hear it because it's much easier to be a victim mm -hmm. than to be a victor. And, and now let's talk about that. I think yeah. a lot of people are victims out there. You know, they're, they're taking their yeah. circumstances and they're using it as victimization oh. from there. Um, they're not taking action. They're living and creating this life that's really a false belief because of the victimizing that they're doing to themselves. So have you ever dealt with that, being the victim? And, and how'd you overcome it? How can people overcome that feeling of being the victim besides first off you got to be self-aware and realize when you yeah. are a damn victim that's the first thing i think everybody's a victim um with a lot of different things in our life so let's yeah. start there we, we, we we're self-aware we know we're a victim how do we change it yeah yeah so and i remember distinctly like um i remember like being in this total victim mentality where like i would just bitch about everything <laughs> i would drive through uh on my way to work i would drive through a bad neighborhood and i would look around and i'd be like man, like the, not only does my life stink, like, look at all this, this, like these poor people too, like, oh man. And I would like take on this group victim mentality. I'm like, we're being wronged, right? Like, like I would like, it was just so outrageous, but like, yeah, it, it's so easy to do that. And I always bring it back. Like, again, because if it's almost like the boogeyman, right? Like if you have this thing in your head, that's scaring you and it's take like, the second we can shine a flashlight on it and you can see exactly what it is and why it is, it loses a lot of its romanticized power over you. Right. And mm -hmm. so a lot of times I'll tell people like what you're experiencing, like this victimhood mentality, right? Like any feeling we feel is, is the result of a scientific chemical reaction happening in our body, right? We think a certain thing and then our bot, like our brain releases certain neurotransmitters and hormones and chemicals. So we actually have a feeling, right? And so like we actually physically chemically get addicted to, that victim mentality. And the reason why we like it is because we are wired, right, to avoid uncertainty. Because as cavemen and cave women, that helped keep us alive, right? So like evolutionarily we evolved to avoid uncertainty. So when you play the victim card, even if it keeps you stuck, even if it makes life miserable, there's certainty there, right? What's going to happen? You're going to be pissed off, people may feel sorry for you, and you're off the hook. If you're the victim, you're right. You don't have to go boldly march forward and create something. Even if you're unhappy, you have certainty, right? So, so many people latch onto it because A, it, it gives us that fix, right? Like that chemical fix. But B, there's certainty there. Even if it's certainty that we hate, our subconscious brain's like, yeah, but it's a sure thing. We love a sure thing. Like, let's be the victim today. We know exactly what we're getting and we want that certainty. Whereas the second you ditch that, the second you embrace your role as a creator, nothing's off limits to you, which you and I using our grown up conscious brains can say great. But again, our subconscious little primitive brains are like, even if it's good uncertainty, like that shit's scary, right? So it's, it's really, if you can see what's going on behind the scenes of your own brain, you can see how silly some of this internal dialogue is. And then that frees you up to actually take the goal oriented action. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Sneak, a little sneak peek behind the curtain. Yeah. 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 So, so hey, but what about negative influences though, bro? Because like, you know, you're a victim and then honestly negative influences kind of it makes it okay to be the victim. Oh yeah. Uh, there's, there's negative influences. When I talk about that, I talk about people, places, things, right? Mm -hmm. people, oh, places, environment. Yeah. And, and they're all around us. Uh-huh. How would you say if you had a client come up to you and be like, man, I just, just, you know, people dragging me down, you know, my wife's watching this TV show and it's, yeah. I think it's affecting me. Like what's the best way to eliminate all these negative influences because mm -hmm. we know it's not benefiting us. Yeah. So a lot of it is, so I have my client, like when I work with someone like lifestyle modification is one of the first things because we got to like, your brain wants chaos, chaos wants more chaos, right? So like, dude, your phone, your phone, like, 
some smart, smart, smart person or people have been paid millions of dollars to make that thing as addicting and as, as basically to appeal to that fight or flight response within your brain, right? So like your phone, all the updates, all that uh, instant gratification, all those little dopamine hits, right? Like they, uh, can you hear that? He has it's going off now, right? <laughs> it's all good. Sorry it's about that. Call, it's probably calling through, through your uh, computer. They literally turn off everything. They're just coming in everywhere. Hey, it's not influence. a coincidence that we're talking about the phone, and all of a sudden you shut it off yeah. on the phone, and it starts ringing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, hey, but big yeah, brother, so, big brother. Yeah. Always listening. <laughs> Always listening. Google Home, wherever you are. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like your phone is just like, we, we voluntarily give this thing just like front row access to our brains, right? Um, and so again, if somebody's pissed off, they're going to post that they're pissed off. And then you're going to see that they're pissed off. And then, um, again, that, that like, even if it's like a millimeter, it still takes up room in that brain. Right. And it takes up room in that brain and that pushes out something potentially positive. Right. So like, I would say really become aware and take ownership of what you're allowing to have a f just direct access to your brain. Right. So what are you listening to on the radio? Right. Like why do you just like not being alone in silence? Okay. Well, what, maybe there's an underlying problem there. Why don't you put on a podcast? If they're listening to this, they know about podcasts, right? But like, but also, again, you can control the stimulus. You can, without a doubt, like that's the easiest one. Now, people, right? Relationships, um, friend groups, whatever. That one's a little bit stickier because um, we're taught that, right? Like whatever, like, you know, loyalty or, you know, authenticity, whatever we're taught that, uh, you know, if they're your friends from when you grew up, like they got to be your role dogs for life, right? Like it's just a rule that you can choose to believe you can choose not to believe. And it really comes down to asking yourself this question. Like, what is the life that you believe you deserve? Right? Cool. Boom. This is what that looks like. Now, if you step up and assume your role as that person, that's going to call bullshit on some of the relationships in your life that aren't suited to accommodate that type of person. Right. And so it's, it's really like, you can't have both, right? Like if you want to live your greatest life and there are people in your life currently that aren't supportive to that or will drag you down if they see you climbing towards that, you can't have both. Which one do you want? Mm. You can please the people, but if, you're, if your time and energy is going there, you're going to grow a, a relationship that doesn't serve you and put your life on hold, right? So it's like, I'm not trying to be the jerk that says, go get rid of your friends. But again, once you're clear on your goals and your values, you have a filter now and you can say yes or no confidently based on if it serves your goals and values or if it doesn't. And if there's a relationship that doesn't, the ball's in your court. None of us can make that decision for you, right? So, so true, brother. Like talking about, you know, they're going to pull you down. I talk about the world we live in is a bunch of crabs. Yeah. Right? Oh, dude, you yeah. Had, yeah. You ever had a bucket full of crabs yeah. and, yeah. you know, one tries to get out, what happens? Bam. Like, and they're pulling them, break his ass, you know, break his leg, pull them yeah. down. Like yeah. we live in a world full of crabs. And unfortunately, a lot of times those crabs are people that we've been around all of our life. And we hold on to these memories yeah. versus, you know, going ahead and creating new ones that are more powerful, more impactful, um, and more value adding. And, yeah. and we just hold on to the past. I'm glad that you brought that up. But yeah. you said a key word, values. Yeah. Uh, huge believer in core values for businesses and for people. It's yeah. the way us as successful people, it's how we make decisions quick. We yeah. run it through our value filter. If yeah, the filter. Business, yeah. If, it's, if it's our business, you know, we have certain values for that. If it's our personal life, we, we have these values. And that's how we create quick decisions. 
Mm-hmm. What are some of your values, brother? I mean, I, I know from talking to you, but tell the audience, give them like your top three core values that helps you make a decision much quicker and make it a, a more positive, basically decision in the end because it ran through that core value system. Yeah, so really right away is, so, and I do this almost quarterly and it usually looks the same each quarter, but I just need to reaffirm it like, my authentic version of success is all that matters, right? I don't care what um, Grant Cardone says success has to look like. I don't care what Tony Robbins says it has to look like. I don't care what anybody else has, like, I don't care what car you drive, right? Like my authentic version of happiness is all that matters, right? And I have like, I'm not gonna go through it now, but like I have it all drawn out, like what it looks like personally, professionally, financially, what I stand for as a business, what I stand for as a person, right? Um, And so this is important for a lot of people because you'll have times when, this generic form of success will try to jam in and kind of like tug of war and your authentic version of success is going to be like, you're going to know it because it's not going to feel right. Right. Mm-hmm. So if things don't align with that, um, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a hard, no, it's just difficult sometimes. Cause you're like, well, the generic version looks cool and people will approve of it. Right. So, but yeah, so like some of that, what it looks like to me is like social, like social media off by, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time, right? Like, I don't care if I'm missing out on potential lead. Like, no, because it, it, it screws with my brain if, I, if I'm on it too long. It takes time away from my fiance. Um, I have two new nieces and nephews that I need to FaceTime, right? Like, so <laughs> that's just a non-negotiable value. Another one is, is fitness and not because I'm some meathead, but because like, A, it saved my life when I was in depression, right? Like that was one of the things that really propelled me forward and really elevated my emotional state. Um, but also I know like, if it comes down to like, oh, I could go write copy for an hour and get ready for some posts of the future or no, man, I said I was going to go to the gym at five and I'm meeting someone there. Like that is just such a non-negotiable, easy, hard no to the one and hard yes to the other. Um, And then if there are a lot of people right now listening to this that are in transition, like the sooner you can master this, the better. And I remember, I don't want to call them crabs, but I was before I moved and really went mobile with my life, I was living with a couple of buddies and they're great guys. Um, but I remember on Friday nights, they're like, dude, we go out and drink. It's Friday. That's what we do. And I was like, well, yeah, well, I'm working a full-time job and I'm building a side business. Saturday's a big side business day for me. I can't do this anymore. Right. Um, and like once I established my professional growth in this business, because it was creating the impact that made me feel good. Right. I was like, again, the both cannot co- like they can't coexist. So that became a hard no to going out on Friday so that I could get up meditate journal and get some amazing shit done with my business on Saturday. Right. So it's like your values are evolving as you evolve, but like that feeling inside is never wrong. So that feeling when you say yes to something you don't want to, and you're like, you want to punch yourself in the face. Like your values have just been tread upon. Right. Like, so, you know, even if you can't verbalize your values and write them in stone, your body will let you know when you're honoring them or when you're telling them to piss off, you'll feel it. Yeah. I think we've all had it to where, you know, we'll say something we're like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll meet you out for, for dinner. Uh, then you're like, yeah. oh, shit, I really don't, you know, I don't yeah. want to. It's not that you don't want to. Your yeah. gut is telling you that, that that person, those things, whatever, don't align with it. But yeah. then you have that self-conscious of like, oh, well, you know what? You, you got to be loyal, right? You got to yeah. be loyal and, and stick to it. So it's, it's that battle. It's that battle that, like you said, we got to master as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. First step, though, is understanding what are those values so yeah. you can absolutely have a little bit of a non-negotiable fine line and to make those decisions faster. And guess what guys, you're never going to be a hundred percent on those values. I don't think, I think there's always going to be a teeter totter because mm-hmm. your, your values will change with events and things that happen to your life. And then we have laps of judgment. We're like, we're human, right? So mm-hmm. we have laps of judgment. It happens. Someone's perfect. So don't try to be, but that's how you filter out decisions. 
You said authentic. I talked about it in my intro to you. We talked yeah. about it yesterday about authentic people, yeah. authentic coaches, authentic business owners. Like, yeah. do you feel like right now there's a, a heavy, heavy traffic area of coaches and people out there that are really unauthentic? Um, and and kind of give me your insight. And I like picking your brain about this. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, and the reason I can speak about it and the reason I get heated up about it is because I've seen kind of what happens when you try to play the part you think you have to play. And also, I've seen what happened when, because of savvy marketing and copywriting, you invest a large sum of money into someone you think is authentic and they're not, and you're left high and dry, right? So, um, so here's the thing, right? Like, similar to how your phone is engineered in a very specific way to get your eyes on the screen as much as possible, right? Um, there are people, marketers, and I'm not like villainizing them. They're great at what they do, but like they're copywriters, marketers that know how to portray and emotionally write things in such a way that are going to draw you in. Um, so when in the right hands, wow, it's like Superman getting Batman's bell, right? It's like, wow, awesome, right? Like now this guy can communicate more powerfully, but there are also people who are in it for the wrong reasons, right? Mm -hmm. um, they get into coaching because they're like, oh, cool, I can work on my laptop and tell people what to do and make money. It's like, a douchebag. It's not even close to that. Like, this, like, you know what I mean? But, but so, but like when I first get like, you know, when I was starting the side business, right. And it was, it was a fitness coaching business. And I was like, okay, I want, I just want to help people change their lives. Now I invested into this program and a lot of the sales techniques were just, I thought misleading. They disregarded my values, but right. I was so eager and so desperate to be, and here come the air quotes, successful, right? Um, that I was like, screw it. If this guy must be right. This guy must be right because, you know, he's, he drives that type of car. And I think that's cool at the time, right? Um, I mean, like fast forward, I'm not, I'm going to spare you the story, right? Like it obviously didn't work. It didn't work because it wasn't who I was, right? I was spouting bullshit. I thought I had to say I was drawing on the wrong people. Like it just did not work happy ending right like once I put my foot down I was like screw it this is who I am uh everything started to change personally and professionally um and then once you get that alignment that authentic alignment like shit feels good man life feels good life is fun um but when it's not the best way I can relate it to is like trying to drive at the parking brake on like you can just throttle it foot to the floor and you don't go anywhere and it's just sloppy and, and inefficient, right? It's because you're working against yourself, right? Like you're trying to push forward in a direction that you weren't created to go. Right. And, <laughs> and so like, you know, it, it's, it's just such like, I don't want authenticity to become like that buzzword that gets thrown around like synergy or whatever. Right. Like <laughs> it is so fucking important, right? It's you standing up and being like, there's one of you and there's one of you for a reason. Like, own that like don't let anyone think that you are less than like own that there's a lot of power in that personal and professional you know what i mean yeah absolutely and, and I, fake it till you make it there's that that word floats around brother yeah. and, and i am not a fan I, i've done the same thing as you did. i try to fake it till i make it and yeah you know you try to be something to everyone and you end up being nothing to everyone but more importantly you become nothing to yourself and even if yeah. you get to the success you, you realize it doesn't feel as good uh, but let's talk about success and, and let's talk about being an entrepreneur and people have this idea of it, like just being this yeah. horrified thing and, yeah. oh, he gets to travel the world, right? Yeah. And he gets to just work on his computer and do whatever he wants. Yeah. And people are trying to start this business for that lifestyle. 
Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that's a wrong lifestyle that you want to live, right? Mm -hmm. um, but what I want to do is, is get to the nitty gritty, like entrepreneur lifestyle, somebody that travels three times you know, a year, four times, five times a year, who the hell knows? Yeah. Tell us like the real ugly. Talk, talk to yeah. us about the messiness. Yeah, well, dude, like the, the realness. The internal shit follows you everywhere, right? You can't outrun it. So I was telling you this, and for everybody listening at home, right? Like, yeah, I scaled a six-figure business. I was living in Hawaii. Like, Hawaii, wow, so awesome, right? <laughs> Beautiful fiance living on the beach. Dude, I still woke up fucking miserable. What? Right? Like, because the, like, the, the, the external things are simply amplifiers of what's inside. So if there's chaos inside right now, money's not going to fix that. If there's a, a lack of wholeness or lack of authenticity inside right now, building a business and drawing clients in is just going to amplify that lack of authenticity and that, that empty feeling, right? Like it starts inside. Yeah. It's this internal shift. And I, and the reason why, like, I think it's so important for guys like you and I to really stand up and evangelize this is because like, all the cool shit will show up, but it's not like, right. But like, it's the internal clarity of who you are and the amplification of your own personal power that has to happen first. And everything else is just the world reflecting back to you how powerful you're standing up. Right. Yes. Yes. And, and so, but there's so many people who are like, no, no, no. Once I have the thing, then I'll give myself permission to stand up and everybody wins. It's like, no, 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 no. The thing will amplify what's already inside. But the second you take ownership and amplify what's inside, you will more easily be able to obtain the thing, but it just won't define you anymore. Like, you know, yeah. so it's like this ironic kind of, I don't even know what to call it, right? But it's like this, it's a paradigm shift, right? It's like, dude, it starts inside. It all starts inside. It's just, that's not the sexy shit that sells right now. It's like, no, 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 I, I want the thing first. And then we'll talk about feeling good about myself. It's like, yeah. it's like you know, the, the second you start feeling good about yourself and claiming yourself as a creator, then the things you want to create will happen, right? So yeah. it's like, yeah, I always, yeah, it's always, man, I, I feel good about myself when I get the Lambo. I feel good about myself when I do this, I do that. And Jim Rohn talks about it. Success yeah. is attracted to the person that you're becoming, right? It's, yeah. not, it's not to a thing. It, it, it will attract to the person you're, you're trying to become. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just think people get this mixed idea of what an entrepreneur looks like. And success is de defined differently from every single person oh, yeah. that I speak with and as well as you do. But we have to not be the next Tony Robbins. We have to not be the next Ty Lopez. We got to be the first John Marone, the yeah. first Julian Rosen. Like that's who we have to be because that's where you're going to find the most success, the most happiness and progressing daily to create that ultimate version of yourself. And, and yeah. it's just, it's just hard with all the, the shiny objects out there, you know, the Instagram yeah. models and the Lambos and the, Hey, look at me. I'm in my garage right now with my Lambos and they may or not, you know, they, <laughs> they may or may not be mine. Yeah. I mean, hey, right yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's just, you know, a lot of that out there and mm -hmm. you know, by all means, like if you're changing lives, that's fine. And one thing I get upset about is those, those people out there. And I'm, if I offend you, I'm not sorry because this honestly annoys me. Yeah. When you post a check out there, oh. post a check of just made $25,000, just made, cool. Like, I, 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 I'm glad you're making money for your family. Like, that I'm not mad at. What I'm mad at is that you're talking about the money yeah. versus what kind of impact did you have with that 25000 Did you make an impact with it? Did you do something that created an impact to make the money? And I get why people do it. We, you know, we, we tend to do it to fall into the trap of marketing yeah. versus being authentic 
right? Yeah. And, and, and the realness of it, because let's be real, that $25,000 check, probably 15, you know, thousand of it goes somewhere else and doesn't, yeah. doesn't go oh, actually yeah. to you. So yeah, yeah, or yeah, because uh, people will post like, yeah, their Stripe account on the back end, right? Yeah. And then, Again, it's just very, yeah, it's not authentic. It's very misleading. Like you're not talking about the self-doubt. You're not talking about the anxiety. You're not talking about the sacrifice that you had to make to get there or the years that went into that. You're talking about the magical email template that made 10,000. No, bullshit. No, that's not how this works. So stop talking about it, right? And because, and I get it, right? It's like success leaves clues. Look at other successful people and mimic them, but it's, it's, it's not replicating right? It's mimic their boldness, mimic their authenticity, right? Like mimic how zero fucks they gave about being anything except themselves. That's what it means to like mimic what they're doing, right? Um, you know, and then, yeah, if they're good at like a Facebook algorithm, like hack that, right? But, yeah. Like, yeah, but like, like, yeah, mimic their fucking ownership of who they are, right? Like, because if you try to take their stuff and make it work for you, you're literally taking this potent, explosive awesomeness that is you and you're watering it down man and mm-hmm. you're just making it just like this murky shit you know? <laughs> and you know what's happening is that you're creating these people who want this instant gratification and all that's creating is long-term regret mm-hmm. and and it's really hurting their family like let's, let's just be honest here yeah i feel like you, you post your stripe account people say well what are you doing oh i do this okay let's do it then they lose all their money or they lose all their time or they go all in yeah. when you don't work on the person first yeah. Realizing if they need to be worked on before anything yeah. else, internal before external. Um, you know, it's, it's huge. It's talk about habits. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you feel like if you were in front of a crowd and mm-hmm. someone yelled, man, what's the number one habit to be successful? Yeah. What would you, what would you say yeah. that would be number one habit? Yeah. So not to be a dick to that person, I would say, stop looking for the number one trick for anything. Right. Cause it's not oh, right? yeah. it's the lifestyle, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> Dude, for me personally, for me personally, we even mentioned this back in the beginning, man, it's anything done in stillness. So for me, it's like, I really enjoy journaling. I really enjoy journaling simply because, I mean, I, I don't know the hard numbers, but you can think at like 10,000 words a minute. You can talk at a couple hundred, but like when it comes to writing with your hand, it forces things to actually slow down. It forces you to actually formulate in coherent things what you're feeling. And then once you see it on paper, you can read it and see how either coherent it is or how fucking crazy it is, right? But like being in stillness, being in silence um, and journaling, whether it's gratitude journaling, whether it's, um, man, just like sometimes I just journal conversations to myself. Just like I'm like, if, if it won't stop up in my head, I'll just write down. So I can even, I can just kind of decipher what is their value here or is it just me having a crazy noisy day, right? Um, but journaling is, is big and then like, man, I know yes for one, but like just reading good stuff, reading good stuff, dude. Like it, it just exposes you to like new, like creates new neurons in your head, all this beautiful stuff. But like, man, we don't know shit, right? Like grab a book and just expand, expand, expand. Right. Um, so, but those two, man, those two when done in purposeful silence are just like, that's man. brilliant. Yeah. I love that. And you, we don't know shit. We're right. I mean, it's true. Like you don't, know, you don't know what you don't know, man. And, yeah. and you got to pick up a book. And I think I can attest whenever I'm feeling in a slump, I can always go back to one, two things usually. Right. One is I'm not living and dying with my calendar. Yeah. And two is my personal development has either slowed down or stopped. Mm-hmm. That's when I, then it's easy, right? Like then it's like, Oh shit. Okay. Let me get back on track with just these two things. Yeah. But you got to first start with those two things, having a calendar and, you know, being able to have some personal development time. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I want to do is I want to say four words to you. 
And yeah. I want you to tell me on top of your head what you think immediately. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's get a little peek behind the, the, the brain yeah. again. Okay. Yeah. All right. So are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Failure. Necessary. Fear. Necessary. Success. Authentic. <laughs> Hustle. Overrated. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm in agreement with, with all those. And now, I don't know. I should have done a buzzer noise because you said <laughs> the same word for two, but I didn't yeah. establish the, the ground rules yet. So it's yeah. <laughs> what, what about goals, man? That's, you know, you, you've obviously set some goals and you've reached them, you know, building a, a great business on, you know, yeah, yeah. On why I live in there, even though you were internally not right. Mm-hmm. But, well, what are some of your best practices for goal setting, right? Goal yeah. declaring and then attaining those goals. Yeah. Yeah. So like I try to get as like root level as possible with my goal. So like if I have a financial goal, cool, that's a number. Money is like a form of value it, it, in itself. It's meaningless, right? Why do I want that money? What is that money going to do for me? What is that money going to do for the people whose lives I want to impact? What is it going to do for my family? Right? Okay. Let's go a little deeper. Why do I want to impact people? Why do I want to take care of my family, my values, right? So like just making sure that when you do set a goal, it's not because you saw someone post on Facebook about it and you're like, cool, that's my goal now, right? Or, you know, because, you know, Gary Vee said like, hey, if you're not grinding 16 hours a day, you suck, right? Like, no, no, what is your goal? Why, right? And, and just kind of play that why game like a little kid, right? Until you can make sure that it's honoring your values. Because that's usually what we want, right? Like, those monetary goals are simply because we value growth. We value impact. We value, um, you know, providing for the people we care about. Right. Like, so like, don't just throw a number out there because it's just a number that looks cool that gets you fired up to share with your accountability group. Right. Because then you're like, if you're not feeling it, if you're not aligned with it, if it doesn't light you up, probably won't happen. Right. So So yeah, it's really just like, whatever it is, I'm not going to tell you what your goal should be, but whatever it is, right? Like play that why game until you can really, really be, yep. This all lines up. You know what I mean? Be that annoying kid. Yeah. Why? We, we, we talked about why, 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 why? Yeah. My daughter's not there yet. She will be. I'm there though. I'm there. I'm always asking why. I'm yeah. not an annoying kid. So <laughs> we talked yesterday and I talked about get comfortable being uncomfortable, but you had said a little bit of a different quote that I love. I don't know if you remember what, it, what you were talking about. I want oh, to talk about, about something about lean, leaning into yeah. inconvenience. Say the yeah. quote and let's talk about it because it's the same thing I say, but I think it's a crucial step to success, mm. if not the first step. So let, let, let's talk about yeah. that, what yeah. we talked about a little bit yesterday. Yeah, and it's a slightly different iteration of like get comfortable being uncomfortable, but it's like, no, if you want to be successful and you're not successful right now, right? And remember, successful is whatever you want it to be, right? It's because you've been settling for shit that's convenient, whether it's convenient actions, convenient habits, convenient thought patterns, convenient beliefs, victimhood, right? Like it's familiar and it feels okay. You know what you're getting. So it's like, yeah, success is literally just racking up these little wins of leaning into inconvenience because using logic, again, settling for what's convenient is is usually what gets you where you don't want to be. So again, logic will tell us, we'll start leaning into the opposite of what got you where you don't want to be and you'll be where you want to be. Right. (laughs) It's like, um, but it's because I tell a lot of people this, right? Like you've done harder things in your life. You've overcome a lot of harder things in your life. This whole transformation thing is not, 
this, like I said, this like overly exert, exertive, like strenuous thing, right? Like this her, her, Heraclean, her, I don't know how to say it, Hercules, Hercules, you know what I'm trying to say. Right? It doesn't matter. They get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's these little micro wins, dude, like, like that just start to chip away at the old you. And as you chip away at the old you, the real you can boldly just step into it and shatter that shit. And like, so it's like, it's going to be a little inconvenient. It's not always going to be this big, hard knockout punch. It's, it's, it's just choosing what you want most over what is most convenient there. Right. And like you add that up compound interest, you get rolling snowball effect and you may not notice it in a day or two days, but 30 days, 90 days a year, you won't recognize your life in an amazing way. Right. It's just slowly leaning into these inconvenient things over and over and over again. And you'll see that there's really nothing icky about it. Yes, yes, guys. Lean into inconvenience. Bombs are being dropped. Planes <laughs> better be moving on those papers. Man, thank you so much. We got a, a few more minutes here. But what I really want to know is, at the end of the day, we all go up to heaven, right? And and we see this man or this woman, whomever we believe in, God, whoever it might be. Um, what do you want him or her to say to you at the end of the day? Yeah. So I want. We'll just say it, right? I want it to say, like, I'm glad you realized you had it all along. Ah, oh, yes. Glad you realized. Yes. That right? is awesome. Because that means to me that, yeah, I, again, I had that shift. I had that shift, and then life was what I wanted it to be, right? So they're patting me on the back saying, like, yo, way to go. Like, you realize what I want everybody to realize. Yes, yes. I love that, brother. Thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. sometimes goes deep and, and makes you think a little bit. I always talk about the most important part of your grave, right? Mm -hmm. you, 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 have, you have the year you're born. Yeah. And then you have the year you die. Yeah. The most important part is that, yeah. that fucking dash, man, that dash. Yeah. And it's what you do with that dash that matters most. Um, yeah. and, and from that dash, you know, the, the man or the woman upstairs, um, they're, they're, they're definitely going to tell you something. And, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you realized you had it all along. That's a good one. That's that's a good one. So yeah. this is the point in time of the show where if these people aren't taking notes, they're crazy. We're <laughs> gonna get the pen and paper because yeah. this whole show is based off of progression, right? Yeah. And, and being better today than they were yesterday, so they mm -hmm. can design the, the 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 life they've always wanted to live. Mm -hmm. Giving them implementable things, things that they could take massive, aggressive, annoying action on yeah. right now in order to be better today than they were yesterday. Yeah. So Julian brother, what are the three things that my listeners, my viewers can do right now mm -hmm. to be, well, actually it'll be after the episode guys. Yeah. Don't drop yet. After the episode. <laughs> yeah. Once the, the dust settles. Yeah. Yes, exactly. After the episode in mm -hmm. order to be better today than they were yesterday. Top three things, guys, get your pen and paper ready. I got mine. Let's yeah. go. So top three things. So here it is, right? Because I just want you to leave with one big thing. I'm going to give you three mini steps that add up into one massive fucking ball of value that's going to have an impact. So step one, right? Grab a pen, grab a paper and turn off all the noise. Turn off all the distractions. Close the door. It's just you, right? Step two. And again, no one can tell you this, but you write down what is something, a change, an action, a conversation, a move that you have either thought about or you've been avoiding. It may scare the shit out of you or it may just be wrapped in mystery, right? But it has not gone away. You've thought about it, right? What is the one thing you've been avoiding? Like I said, change, action, decision, conversation. And three is in the next 72 hours, take action on it. Big or small, take a step towards addressing that change, that decision, that conversation. Because, and the reason I'm, I'll always give you the method behind the madness, right? 
we're wired to avoid change, right? We're wired, even if it's amazing, amazing change that contains everything we've ever wanted, this little primal survival-based brain is going to avoid it, right? So just using logic, right? If there's something you have been avoiding within that thing lies a catalyst to something incredible that you deserve. So steps one, two, and three, do it, right? Like don't even question it. Like, and it should be a little inconvenient, but do it, do it, do it, do it. Like you won't regret it. I promise you that you'll never regret it. Lean into that shit, ladies and gentlemen. Lean into that inconvenience. I love it. Three bombs have just been dropped. I appreciate it. I know my audience does as well. So tell us, man, tell us a little bit about the Fearless Life Project, what you have going on, Mm -hmm. where they can find you, where they can stalk you, creep on you, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get lots of pictures of my dog, myself, and my fiance. Um, But uh, yeah, so the Fearless Life Project, like I said, is that platform. It is that, that it's a system where... Once you come in, you will get armed with the tools, the steps, the strategies to A, understand what's going on behind the scenes with your body and your mind. So you understand why you're stuck, why you're doing some of the shit that isn't serving you, but also the framework with which to replace those with more empowering habits and actions so that you can craft your vision and move towards it consistently, right? So it's like, hey, you're not broken. Your brain is doing what the human brain does. Here's how to rewire it. Here's how to reprogram your body step by step by step. So whether it's you know, obviously one-on-one coaching or group coaching or just jumping into my Facebook group and digesting the, the daily value and tidbits there, right? Like just immersing your subconscious in it, immersing your brain in it is the best thing to do. So um, the website is the-flp.com. Uh, and then on Facebook, if you just search Julian Rosen, I'm the only bald dude with tattoos named Julian Rosen. <laughs> uh, and then Instagram is Julian underscore fearless life so between the website uh facebook and um the you know instagram it's it's daily content daily value uh and like i said some fun shit mixed in too because we don't want to take this thing too seriously so um yeah yeah, those are the three main places where i'm putting out all the good stuff perfect brother perfect then guys let me tell you real quick how he made his introduction to me so (laughs) cody and i were talking and, and you know cody's gonna be coming on the show and i get this email and in the title, in the headline, in the subject line, it says, Depression Tattooed <laughs> Cody Jefferson. I was like, what the hell? This is an amazing title. This is, let me ask you, though. Did you think of that yourself? The, the, oh, yeah. Dude, that's, that's my inner marketer. I was like, what would get this man to open this? <laughs> yeah. That's I got, so take a piece of, of that little bit of content I just gave you guys. Yeah. And, and realize that he got me to open it just by a simple subject line like that. <laughs> funny but authentic as shit yeah um, that's why you guys need to follow him because little <laughs> things like that little little things like that that could just make a huge difference i, I talk about it all the time small hinges that yeah, yeah, yeah. Open big doors 100 right? and, and that's that's what it's about man and it was when i opened that email i was like what the hell is this like i gotta open it so i gotta open it um and, and it's stuck it sticks out all the time like i legit brother like i could see it like randomly yeah. like <laughs> Good, good marketing tactic. Guys, go follow my man, Julian. Make sure you follow him on, on all social media platforms. Go look at the Fearless Life Project. If you have any questions, make sure you reach out to him. Oh, yeah. Um, happy to hear from you guys. Yeah, op- open book and, and vulnerable and authentic. He'll tell you if he can help you, how he can help you. Um, and really, just get engraved in his movement, get engraved in what he's doing, um, and, and just really follow him and, and – do what he said, right? I mean, like those three things he talked about, if you just do one of them that we talked about throughout the whole show, your life would be better today than it was yesterday. 
Uh, yeah. But make sure you go follow my man, Julian. Make sure you get obsessed with his content and make sure you creep on his pictures of him and his dog and everything no, else. Dude, I need to say one thing though. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I just want to do throw my, I'm not wearing one, but throw my hat off to you because in this coaching game, right? Like so many people take on this attitude of competition, right? Like don't follow his stuff, only my stuff, right? Like, mm -hmm. so dude, it's all about that community, right? It's all about yes. knowing that like the way I can impact someone is going to be different from your way. And that's a good thing. So I think, dude, just keep on doing exactly what you're doing too. Cause the listeners need it. People need it. And again, authentic community is what's going to move people forward at a massive level. Not this, like this lack minded competition bullshit. So listen back. Yeah. Take my stuff in, but keep simultaneously <laughs> getting John's stuff. Cause it's all, there's no such thing as too much good content. Yeah, and honestly, brother, I don't, I don't think this is going to be the last time we work together. No way. You know, I, I, I don't think so. So there, there may be something working in, you know, behind the scenes uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that we may be discussing. So there's yeah. definitely a bigger opportunity for us to impact more people as, as a team. Um, yeah, so, you know, who knows what that looks like, but I, I'm a fan of yours. But you want to leave anything brother. with them, brother? Like any last words you want to leave with the audience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just say really like become aware of the things that you are saying to yourself in your mind and challenge the shit that you did not actively create, right? Like if I say think of your favorite food, that is a thought you created. If you wake up and the first thought in your head is you can't handle today or you're not good enough to do it today or you're stressed today, you didn't create that. That's just noise coming from some other source. So just challenge some of the shit. Don't be afraid to challenge some of this stuff because it's, it's, it's not who you are. You yes. know what I mean? Yes, I love it. Challenge. It's just a belief system that, that they've created, correct? And they've got a, you know, new rules. You said in the beginning, the rules that they wrote, and they could write new rules. Yeah. And I appreciate your vulnerability, oh, man, yeah. how authentic you are, the value that you bring, the energy that you bring, which is matching my energy, which is amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I love it, man. I, it, it's, you know, people are always, always like, man, how do you have so much energy? And I'm like, you know, I do certain things throughout the day. Then I see you and I'm like, how do you have so much energy? Let's, let's go ahead and trade ideas so we keep it going. Uh, yeah. But for real, brother, I appreciate you so much. Guys, go follow my man, Julian. Go to the website. Go to his social media. Figure out what he's doing. Keep your eyes on him. He's a rising star. That's for damn sure. Uh, and make sure you guys like, subscribe, follow this podcast. And most importantly, share this bad boy out, right? So, so I want you to... Think about somebody that can use this podcast and it can help them be better today than they were yesterday and maybe give them a friendly reminder that, um, you know, you can overcome a lot of things with certain tactics and tools if, if you put it in place and working on themselves. So send this out to somebody that you know can get value from it, uh, but definitely like, subscribe, and, and write a review. Don't, don't write it about me. I always talk about it. Write it about Julian. Like, put in a review, like, an aha that Julian gave you, um, an aha that, that he had given you that you're going to take action on. It's going to change your life and help you design the life you've always wanted to live. So like, subscribe, write the review, send this bad boy out. Don't forget to follow me at Real John Marone on all social media platforms. And then make sure you go to my website if you have any questions, johnmarone.com. But other than that, man, it was a pleasure, a blast, and I'm stoked to build a long-lasting relationship oh, with man, you. Yeah. And it's, it, it's going to be a fun ride. Cool. And uh, we, we are, are going to be meeting up face-to-face -face very, very soon. Oh, dude, for sure. And, and I'm, I'm stoked about it. So, hey, man, depression, tattoos, Cody Jefferson. That all worth <laughs> it. It all started there, man. Yes, it all, it all started there. We'll, we'll remember that email forever. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, so guys, once again, go follow him. Send this uh, podcast out. And make sure you take action on something he said today. Yeah, yeah. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Don't let the law of diminishing intent 
creep its way in, which is the longer you wait to do something, the less likely you are to do it. So yeah. make sure you do it now. Change your life, change your future, change your family's future. And uh, other than that, I'm going to see you guys next Tuesday and keep Ooh. creating the ultimate version of you. Let's yeah. go.